right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, and of course, I'm joined by Keith Hernandez, because it's a Monday, hopefully, if you're listening to this on Monday, which means you know it's a baseball pod day. So, Keith, how we doing? Doing fantastic. Great day of baseball. Mets split the series with the Padres. So, you know, can't ask for much more than that. That was good enough for me. Yeah. You're not suffering a heat stroke. Currently, ninety plus something degrees over yeah. here on Long Island. Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely was this morning and late afternoon when we were out there playing football. But now, now we're good. Now we're good is right. Um, <laughs> so here we go. We got some good things for you guys today. All right, we're gonna talk about uh, a, a pretty big, um, I guess, part of the game that no one really talks about: foreign substances and pine tar and spin rate and all that other good stuff. Um, I'm a nerd, so I like stuff like that, uh, where you get to look at people's stats. Luckily, Keith has me covered there, so that's great. Um, Jesse Winker had three home runs again today. This guy's insane. Beast. And the yep. Reds are starting to wake up a little bit. Cedric Mullins doesn't know how to not get a hit, so like, <laughs> alright, we'll talk about that. Um, Team USA qualified for the Olympics. And I've, as of course, I've always, we're gonna give you our beat the streak picks. You know, random waiver wire picks for uh, your fantasy baseball team and a series to watch. So yeah. I'm ready. Keith's ready. I'm ready. I know you're ready. But once again, uh, you know, the usual. So beakbrands.com, check it out. If you're on the YouTube page here, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, comment on the video, whatever. Uh, if you uh, are an Apple or Spotify listener, Rate and review, subscribe, follow, all the other good stuff. And um, follow us on social media, at Beak Brands, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I think we even have a LinkedIn page. So, like, listen, if you're a LinkedIn guy, you can follow Beak Brands there. All right, so um, that's kind of what we got and we need you guys to do. So, uh, Keith, we're going to start off. We haven't done a Keith's Corner in a while. It's been like two months. But uh, you're going to kick us off today. We're talking about foreign substances and spin rate. So why don't you first give the people a little insight to, um, I guess, the topic as a whole, if they're yeah. new to this. Uh, so, and then you can dive so, deep into the rest of the cool stuff you got. Yeah, cool. So, like, pine tar has been used around major leagues for pitchers' advantages for, for grip and, you know, added spin to fastballs, breaking balls, changeups, all that good stuff um you know for about 100 years now um and you know it's always been illegal it's always been a rule in rule like 6.02 or whatever no foreign substances or whatever all that you know stuff and those old rule books that nobody looks at um but it's never been like super super enforced by umpires unless it's like obvious if you remember michael pineda on sunday night baseball getting caught with a whole bunch of pine tar on his neck guys like another time get it. pine tar <laughs> yeah yeah exactly stuff like that but now the last couple of years it's been like you know with the astros cheating with sign stealing people are cracking down on all all types of uh cheating uh um so now we got major league baseball and umpires trying to take more of a stand you know, trying to get suspensions. Uh, Gallegos on the on the Cardinals has a had a dark spot on his hat. Really looked more like dirt than pine tar, but they threw him out of the game. I think it was Joe West who threw him out of the game, like last of week or whatever. Of course, it was Joe West who threw. Him it, out of of the course, game. it was Joe West. But 
still stupid. And if you if you go on Twitter, if you're a big MLB Twitter guy, you'll see all these accounts of pitchers, like people posting videos of pitchers digging in their glove, grabbing their hat, you know, something on their pants or whatever. Um, Thursday night, um, every pitch, you uh, Darvish was digging in his glove for pine tar or some type of Vaseline substance that helped him get more grip or more spit on the ball. Um, so one pitcher who's been a very big advocate for uh, pine tar and legalization of pine tar <laughs> is Trevor Bauer. This, this guy sells legalized pine tar t-shirts on like his online store. Um, and he's had various podcasts and other stuff on his YouTube channel of, you know, talking about the benefits of this for pitchers. Um, so now with the league starting to crack down, I'm sure guys like uh, Bauer and sorry, Yankee fans, Garrett Cole, you know, I didn't even mention this before. Garrett Cole was mentioned in this, uh, in a report from a fired uh, Angels uh, clubhouse manager who shared text messages with Garrett Cole, uh, Justin Verlander, um, I think Max Scherzer, a couple other guys. Um, apparently, he got this uh, substance, a pine tar-like substance from a former Angels closer in like the 90s or whatever, and he's been passing it down to Angels pitchers and even visiting pitchers um, for the past 20 years, and he finally got caught by the MLB, and the Angels had to fire him in, I believe, 2019 in the or 2020, I think March March 3rd, 2020, I believe he was fired, and then 2021 in January, all the reports came out with all of his text messages. Garrett Cole told him he was in a sticky situation, uh, so I think that's that's enough evidence right there. Um, so you know, teams teams are giving their their pitchers notice. Who I'm sure managers know who's using and who's not. Um, you know, don't get caught using pine tar because you're probably going to catch a 20 game suspension and we can't miss you for 20 games. So Bauer first start out there since all this like league wide notice, uh, his spin rate on his fastball was the lowest it's ever been since 2019. In 2019, he had a 4.5 ERA. Um, you know, year average, he's been averaging 2,835 rotations per minute on his fastball. Um, that average went all the way down to 2,612 with a minimum spin rate of 2,346. So that's like that's like drastic. under 2,500 yeah. is like below league average. Um, you're not getting any movement on that. Um, you're, you know, the velocity is going to be lacking. And he got hit around hard today. And not only hit around hard, he had no control. He walked four guys in six innings. Um, so that's that's a really, really scary drop for him. And to if, cut you off for I'm, a quick sure. second, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was his problem when like he played for the Diamondbacks. Like they traded him to yeah. Cleveland. Like he walked a lot of guys, mm-hmm. and he's kind of cleaned that up. But now, first start back without you know with the league wide notice or whatever, he walks four or five guys. So exactly, just throwing that out there. <laughs> yep. And then now we're going to Garrett Cole, who got rocked by the by the Rays on Thursday. Uh, his yearly average is sitting at uh, right at about 2,500. He was down on his average 116 rotations per minute. So his average for that Thursday game 
was 2,400, which was also the lowest he's been since September 2019. So I'm sensing a you theme. You know, that's that's that. Yeah, we're sensing a little theme here. The minimum he, the lowest spin rate he reached was 2,000 rotations per minute on that fastball. That's not what you think of when you think of Garrett Cole. You think of high spin on that fastball, 98 plus up in the zone. You're not thinking like if he's not getting that hard rotation and that that nice little two seam movement he gets on that on that fastball, he's gonna get hit around just like he did in that game on Thursday. And then even Clayton Kershaw was down a little bit, down 55 rotations on his fastball. Uh, 70. Oh, sorry, that was on the slider. 71 on the fastball and 140 down on the curveball. And the curveball is his signature pitch. Um, you know, without that the same movement, it's it's going to be different. All right, so let me ask you a question. Right? Yeah. Where do you stand on pitchers allowed to use pine tar? The uh, I don't think they should be allowed to use pine tar because that's like, I think it's too much. Be- between the the added grip. Plus the added spin, I think it's too much. But I think there has to be some type of substance that could be regulated by the league that everyone can agree on to enhance grip. Um, well, isn't that what the rosin bag is for? I don't think the rosin. I've used rosin before. It's not enough. I've used I've used liquid chalk before, which I don't even know if is illegal. <laughs> um, but like. I mean, it's chalk is almost the same. It's pretty much the same thing as rosin. I think rosin is even a little more stickier. The chalk, when I used chalk, it it dried my hand. So that I used it more on like hot days like today. Yeah. And my palm is sweating the entire time. That keeps it keeps my hands cool. It I don't really sweat that much. Keeps everything dry, nice and you know, All just right. move along with everything. Um, so the, I mean, th- with the amount of guys that throw 98, 100 plus, whatever. How many guys can actually control it? You know, like Miguel Castro cannot control it. Jose Alvarado cannot control it. Like guys like that just have no idea where those high velocity pitches are going. Um, you have to keep batters safe. So that has I'm sure I'm sure batters would want pitchers to have more control about where it's gonna go, but they I'm they, none of them want them going over the line to where pitchers have an unfair advantage. So I don't really know where I stand on this, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because um, there are hitters that are like, yeah, I don't want to get hit in the face at 100 miles an hour. And then there are mm-hmm. other hitters that are like, no, F you, you're cheating. So, like, me yeah. as a fan, I'm just like, well, I mean, I guess I can see both sides of it. Um, but if I had to pick a side, I would go with no, they shouldn't be allowed to use it, but for a different reason than what I think you're going after. Okay. Um, this year league-wide the batting average is below 240 yeah okay so that's a problem um for a couple reasons one the hitting approach is different in general right three true outcomes i hate it whatever Mm -hmm. um but now on top of that these guys are throwing pitches that literally nobody can hit so like even when you do put a good swing out there you like roll the ball to first base if you're lucky so you're Mm -hmm. not gonna get a hit and obviously I mean, listen, when the ground pitches, I look forward to a one nothing win because that's just how the Mets operate for the most part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if I'm watching a random game, like, I don't want to see you strike out, like, 10 guys and the other guy strike out 10 guys and the score be 0-0 because yeah, no. that's boring as hell to me. 
like for teams that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like I like I, mm-hmm. you know, when we pick the series of the week, I like picking the Blue Jays because I know they're gonna show up and crank home runs. <laughs> but you also just killed the ball for the batters, so now the pitchers have an even more significant even more advantage. of an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be like one way or the other. I feel like if you're gonna let them use pine tar, you got to bring back the other ball. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, so, or even the ball from you know before the the big juice ball or whatever. That those even those are fine. Yeah. Between, between like 2013, 2017, like those are those are fine. I feel like ever since like the 2017 playoffs, like none of those games have been like you know your classic like three two three one no. playoff game everything's just who who's gonna hit more home runs yep it's it's like ridiculous i don't i don't get it so i mean hopefully there's there's some type of change i just remembered like i think two or three years ago there's a pitch in the dirt that yadier molina blocked and he got stuck to his chest yep. protector because <laughs> he had massive amounts of pine tar on his chest protector so that's another thing there could be pitchers cheating but they're not the ones with the pine tar. It's the catcher. Yeah. They got it somewhere. They rub it a little bit on the ball and they throw it back. As an ex-catcher, you're pretty much always covered in crap. So, yeah. you know, like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I didn't like pine tar on my back because it was, like, sticky and nasty and it got in my glove and I didn't like it. Um, yeah. But, like, no, they put other stuff on you. Like, how do you think I – mean, some of them, like, obviously it's a lot of talent to block balls in the dirt, but, like, you know, you might yeah. have something on there that helps the ball you stay gotta... in front of you, you know? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> everyone's doing it, so everyone's why can't the pitcher it. do it? So that's the other there reason why I bring it up. But I don't know. we got to monitor the pine tar thing and see if we get any suspensions out of it and yeah. stuff like that. Um, keep, keep, looking at, keep looking at baseball savant. Uh, they have all the sabermetrics, exit velocity, you know, pitch velocity. Um, they even have a release point location. So, like, for all the Mets fans that hate watching David Peterson struggle, if that that game in uh, in Arizona on on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, you could see his release point was all over the place. And when you look at any other game that he's been good. His release point is in a much tighter, tighter location. Area, Same thing yeah. with Edwin Diaz. Same thing with Stroman. Um, it's they have so many great resources on there just to to get a really good insight of the game. That's a good tool. But the thing I yeah. took away most from this conversation was I need to buy a legalized pine tar shirt from Trevor Bauer's <laughs> website. <laughs> Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know he sold those. I know he yeah. sold other like shirts that are kind of like an fu to the league, but I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Um, so other other topics here because that was a healthy fifteen minutes on pine tar mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, Cedric Mullins got his. He had going into today's game seven hits and seven straight at bats. He got it up to nine straight. I have to check to see if he continued it, but at the last time I checked, he was nine hits and his last nine at bats. Oh, how insane is that? <laughs> insane. I but I think he he got out in his last at bat of the game and like the the eighth inning or something. So he was, he had gotten the nine straight. He got walked his next two plate appearances. Okay. And then he like grounded out or something in the last, his last plate appearance, but got in the last like three days, I think his average shot up from two eighty to three twenty two. Yup. Like ridiculous. That's incredible. Um, (laughs) uh, he had a homer today. I think he had two homers last night, right? Yep. It's just the guy's been a machine. He has been um, a machine. 
really, really, like came out of nowhere. He's been he's been in Baltimore for three years now. Last year in the shortened season, 48 games, he had 271 with three homers and four doubles. But he can run, he can hit for power, uh, and for average, he plays a pretty good center field. So this is a this could be a cornerstone guy on the. Um, he was a guy we kind of overlooked for the American yeah. League East preview. We were just kind of like, yeah, you know, he's a guy. Like, he's a center. He's yeah, a he's, breathing body with the poles. He's a center yeah. fielder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now now it's um, like, all right, well, this guy's a total G. This guy's yeah, so I mean, good. <laughs> they have, like, three legit hitters with now him, Mancini, and, and Santander. Yeah. That's, like, a solid one, two, three. I mean, they have Mancini hitting hitting second, which I would swap him with Santander. Did you see your boy John Means ended up on the injured list? Yeah, yeah, it's a huge, huge blow for them because he's been the only guy. He's the only for pitcher recently. they got. <laughs> the only pitcher they got. Matt Harvey got broken the last time he faced the Mets. He's gonna face him again on Wednesday. Love it. Um, every everyone else is terrible, um, including the guys in the bullpen. So no, they're bad. Good, good luck to them. Yeah, listen. There'll be a team where you just show up to see if they can hit some home runs. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty I mean, much it. They, their 15 and 15 start saved them from probably losing 120 games. Yeah, probably. But they're but. probably still going to lose like 95. I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesse Winker hit three home runs again today. And I heard, yeah. I believe there, it was the Mets broadcast MLB Tonight. This is the same day four years ago that Scooter Jeanette hit four home runs for the Reds. Really? How crazy is that? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's insane. Um, what What I knew was that Jesse Winker is the first Red in history to hit two three home run games in one season. Mm. And they That's got some another good players big one in franchise too. history. Yeah. That's yeah. Exciting. Nobody's ever done it twice in one season. I wonder. I wonder the amount of people that have done it twice in one season on any team yeah i don't know that number i don't know that but that's either. that's definitely a good stat to look at but if to you is, research is... guy that would yeah. be his job <laughs> <laughs> is uh is jesse winker your favorite right now for nl mvp mm. probably it's close but probably it's yeah it's close it it's either him or Degrom. i just don't think a pitcher can win mvp i because he plays I once so a week. Too. I see. I feel that way. But if if Degrom puts like one of the most historical pitching seasons ever together this season, I think he would have to I keep his ERA could, where I it is right now. If he if he pitches to if like Bob like I people are saying chasing Bob Gibson, would Bob Gibson have like a one point four ERA one season? I think. So we did something like out of this world like that. Yeah. It, they actually it, talked about it, it on the Met it, game before. Um, yeah. Because they didn't think he was going to be able to do it. But then I, I think it was uh, Cohen brought up like, yeah, but he's not pitching nine innings every game. Like he pitches six mm -hmm. or seven, they take him out. So if he can avoid yeah. like one of those games where he just like doesn't have it, which is not often, but he does have like one a year where he's, he's just like horrendous. He's avoided. I th he, yeah. he had one this year where he – he only gave up I like the start the start in Colorado. Yeah. Part part of it was an Alonzo error. Um and he gave up like three unearned runs or something like that. But he didn't really have his stuff that game. There was another game I feel like where he didn't really have it have it and he only gave up one run. It's always against um, Philadelphia for whatever reason. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean 
I'm sure I'm sure there'll be one more game this season where you know something something just doesn't work out and he gives up two or maybe even three runs in a game. Oh, oh my god. My god. <laughs> but it, but if he if he makes 30 starts this season, he's he's going to hit 300 strikeouts. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. He's a machine. Yeah, it's insane. Uh speaking of machines, I mean not really, but hey, Team USA qualified yeah. <laughs> for the Olympics. Hey, listen. Um, it's not players that are like on a 40 man roster right now. So it's pretty much mm-hmm. just like prospects and guys who used to be good in like 2012. Uh, some, some notable players, Logan Forsyth, Todd Frazier, John Jay is on the squad. Haven't heard that yeah. name in eternity. Edwin Jackson, Homer Bailey, who I'm actually surprised is not on a team right now. Cause he was like pretty good the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. and Matt Kemp still playing ball. Um, yeah. so look, do you think team USA because obviously they're going to have different players when they actually go to this yeah. thing because they're trying to win. Do you think they actually yeah. have a chance to win the gold medal or no? Because, like, teams, I, I don't know if honestly, teams are going to let their best player go. Like, you think they'd let the Grom go? Like, hell no. No way. Yeah, that's what no, I mean. No, 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 so, no. like, all of our like, top players aren't going to play. I don't know who's going to go because, like, well, I, I knew about the you know, no guys from 40 man rosters for the qualifier, but I didn't, I thought that was also for the actual Olympics. Ah, so it's going to be look into that. It's in what August or whatever, July. I think I had so. no idea when the Olympics even are going on. Um, I would feel like the, the no 40 man roster guys. Yeah. It's probably um, for both. Would, would probably be for both, but I don't, like who knows? Cause every country is going to be down guys. Yeah, I don't even true. know what countries qualified already besides the U.S. Yeah. Um. So I mean, with with those guys with the experience, I think yeah, I think with those guys with the experience they have, they have enough veterans and enough like decent top 100 prospects that they could like, you know, put a run together. Yeah, what, um. What guys should do is like if they have a superstar like American-born player, like yeah, we'll loan you this guy for like a couple yeah. of weeks so he can get some abs against some other good players. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like I, I would, I, I think it would be crazy if someone on like the 60-day IL was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go do a rehab assignment. Rehab assignment like, for Team yeah. USA. I was gonna say for the Team same USA thing in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> they said Adam Jones was gonna like make the squad, but since he's playing in Korea or Japan or wherever he's playing, he's like not yeah. eligible. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. He was a huge part of that the World Baseball, Baseball Classic, Classic team that wanted yep. 2017. Mm-hmm. That was. He made the – he robbed uh, – who was it? Uh, Machado, the home run, I think. I think so, yeah. That was – With the worst uniforms That was a crazy ever. game. Like that ratchet dark yeah. gray. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Those uniforms were terrible. But <laughs> that, that that was the best World Baseball Classic team they they put together. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I, 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 hope we get to, I hope we get to see one of those two soon because that was, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. You're right. You're right. Um, Especially – this this one will have Tatis in it this year. That the next time around, for the DR, so that will be crazy. <laughs> well, all those guys always bring it. That was when Lugo like dyed his hair like, like bleach blonde yeah. almost or whatever. Yeah, was. well, that, and that's how he tore his UCL. He's he carrying he that Puerto Rico UCL, team. Yep. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I know. My dad was very upset about that. <laughs> I was upset too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just wanted to throw that in there about Team USA. Yeah. So, uh, onto some fantasy stuff. Unfortunately, we, I, had our first miss on Beat the Streak last week because, of course, I took Fernando Tatis the day he got injured. 
He didn't play the full game. He didn't get a hit in his first at bat. So it's over. Yeah. Um, but I'm still on my roll, though. So Keith's on, on the bright side, Charlie Blackman did get two hits. So if you went with the alternate not heavy guy, I still came through for you. Um, so, Keith, I'm going to let myself go first here because you have a surprise Thanks. for our listeners here. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. So my beat the streak pick is going to be Andrew Benintendi against Dylan Bundy. Benintendi's been pretty good for the Royals this year, and he's a 333 career hitter against Bundy, and he has 25 plus plate appearances. So that's like a pretty decent sample yeah, size. That's a, that's a good sample size. So. It's only like four games tomorrow, so there's like not much to pick from to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I don't love that pick, but out of my other options. That's where I'm going. So let me get some Andrew Benintendi lefty on right. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's been good this year. So keep keep rolling with it. Um. All right. So here's here's my surprise guy. The legend, Cubs legend, Patrick Wisdom. So this guy is the third player ever with seven home runs in his first eight starts with the team. Um, hey, that's incredible. That's incredible. So six and seven came today against the Giants, helped them win that game, avoid a sweep. Uh, he hit one yesterday. He hit one like three days ago. This guy is on fire. And tomorrow he's facing uh, Ryan Weathers, I think. Uh, lefty on the Padres. Wisdom was a righty, so you get the righty-lefty matchup. Um, I think over the first like 13 games Wisdom's played, between you know starts and coming to the pinch hit he's hitting over 400 um so you know keep keep the stove hot let's keep keep, the, keep it let's rolling go. that's right and you got something else about patrick wisdom that you would also like to share yeah yeah uh so he's he's gonna be my uh my pickup this week for for who's your randy who's your randy <laughs> yeah the only owned in you know 19 percent of leagues right now Unless you have some some crazy friend that uh, picked him up last week when he hit like his first three home runs, should still be available in your league. So uh, keep an eye out for him. Keith doubling up on Patrick Wisdom, Keith <laughs> Streak, and who's your Randy pick? Yeah, uh, my who's my Randy pick is going to be Alex Cobb. So I actually wrote about him on the waiver wire column, and at, when I wrote about him, he was only owned in eight point five percent of leagues because he was on the IL. It spiked to 22.1 after his pretty decent start the other day. Uh, He strikes out a lot of guys. And if you know me at all or listen to any Beak Brand stuff or whatever, I'm a sucker for guys who strike people out. I just can't say no to them. Whether it was Freddie Peralta when he was bad, Danny Salazar when he was bad and good, now Alex Cobb. Like, if you strike out guys, sign me up. Um, Yeah. He goes relatively deep into games compared to, like, other pitchers. He gets to face the struggling Diamondbacks this week, so definitely sign mm-hmm. me up for that. Uh, oh, the yeah. The only downfall to him is that if you play in a categories league, he walks a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, he does. So, so categories, no, I, I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah. Uh, points leagues, hell yeah. Let me get some <laughs> Alex Cobb. Let me do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a good pick. Yeah, my my dad tried to use him against you this past week in fantasy. Oh, he didn't try. He successfully almost, used them. Yeah. He just didn't win. <laughs> just didn't win. That's it. So those are our whoa. 
Sorry, I was going to say something just bugged on my computer right there. Yeah, you're going to be frozen on the video for a second, but the people at home will We're understand. Good. The people at home will good. understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, my series of the week, moving on here. There was a couple mm-hmm. of good ones. I'm glad I got the pick first this week. I'm going to go Brewers and Reds. Reds just swept the Cardinals. They're one game under 500. We didn't really get to talk about this before because we're already running long here or getting to it. Um, but the Reds look like they might be coming back to life. Pitching is starting to finally yeah. turn around. Uh, Brewers are currently in first place. So if the Reds want to make up even more ground in the division, this is a huge series to do it. Corbin Burns just pitched today, as in Sunday. So chances he pitches in the series, slim to none, most likely none. Um, I know it, there's like an off day on Monday and the series starts on Tuesday. I think it's a four-game series, so... Depends how the Brewers want to, like, move their rotation around. Uh, But, look, the Reds need this for not only the Brewers, but the Cardinals lost Jack Flaherty. He's on the IL. So the Reds can make up some ground on everyone that's ahead of them in the division if they could Mm -hmm. win a couple of games against Milwaukee. So that's my pick. Going to be be a huge series for them. They just got to keep hitting and keep pitching like they have been, and they'll they'll be fine. Pitching wasn't great today in that uh, they came against the Cardinals. They were they up seven, seven nothing. Lead. Yeah, yeah, that was embarrassing. Who you got? So, all right, yeah, my my pick's gonna be uh, NL East matchup: Braves against the Phillies. Um, Braves are a game under 500, three games back in the division. Phillies are two games under 500. Think they're three and a half back in the division. Oh no, sorry, they're four back in the division. Um, so this will this is gonna be a chance for one of these teams to bury each other and uh get get closer to that first place spot um you know the mets mets have a tough schedule coming up uh with you know the, having to face the Padres again and a lot of double headers coming up at the end of the month um so this could be a chance for uh you know them to get some get some ground on the mets and get ready for some future divisional matchups i think nola's gonna be the probable pitcher for tuesday um and he's been you know either he's either on or he is like bad (laughs) um but thankful uh you know luckily for them wheeler's been like the fifth best pitcher in baseball this year um and he's gonna go thursday for them (laughs) yeah Yeah. no me too (laughs) um so yeah it could be a good matchup uh braves braves pitching has been terrible so it's it's gonna be a slog fest i think i think they're playing in philly too so small ballpark sign me up (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of homers. Sign me up for that. And Bryce Harper's back, so. And Bryce Harper's back. So that's good. Um, you get a little star power in there, too, with Acuna yeah, exactly. and Mozzie Alves exactly. and friends. Reese Hoskins quietly been on fire the entire year. Um, yeah, yeah. So, look, that's what me and Keith got for this week. Uh, a little tease for next week. But uh, after I tell you that you need to follow Beak Brands on social media, you can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. He's at Keith Hernandez, two Zs. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, watch the video. I mean, crazy. Um, and then if you're on Spotify or Apple, make sure you uh, you know listen, subscribe, rate, review, follow, share, etc. If you could share to just one person, that would be beautiful because that person might like it and share it to another person. So whatever you could do to help us out would be great. Uh, for next week's show, what we're going to do is give some predictions 
or could be bold, could be not so bold, haven't decided yet, uh, for our current All-Star starting lineup. Because we know the All-Star game is fast approaching, voting is open, and we've already seen people vote in like entire rosters 30 times over. Um, <laughs> so well, go, go vote in the replacements. That's go, right. Go Nito, VR, Pilar, all those good guys. <laughs> um, so me and Keith are going to give some predictions for that. I think I have a pretty good idea of who's going to start the game for the National League, depending yeah. on how the rotation stacks up. But uh, other than that, can you imagine going DeGrom to Corbin Burns? My God. Um, filthy. Filthy. So hopefully they both get the pitch in the game. I hope they both yeah, do. I hope so. Um, but that's what me and Keith got for you next week. So until then, we are out of here. Yep.